Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now, here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 6, 15, about the shoes of peace. I think it would be about a mindset first thing in the morning, maybe as you are putting your shoes and socks on to say, Lord, I want to put this provision on my feet right now. It would be something like this, and I pray this quite regularly. I say something like this. I try to pray on the armor regularly, maybe not every piece every day, but then I'll say something like this in my prayer. Lord, please lead these feet where you want them to go. If there's someone who needs your peace today, I want to deliver it. So please, I have a plan. These feet are planning to go to point A and point B and point C. I got to go to work and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. But if you would redirect my feet so that I can preach the gospel of peace to somebody, please, I am your servant. I think that's what it means to put on the armor of God. I think that's what it means to translate a Bible verse from... I read that and I understand that to everyday life. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings of good things. Amen? That's what the shoes of peace are all about. And we're going to just move to one more piece of armor and that's going to be found in Ephesians 6.15. Excuse me, 6.16. So the next piece of armor says, in addition to all taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish how many? All the flaming missiles of the evil one and I think the NIV uh, calls them uh, flaming arrows of the evil one. Okay, so in addition to all, the the New King James actually says above all, but I think in addition to all does, does fit the context here. It says take up the shield of faith. Now, Roman soldiers had two kinds of shields. They had a round shield that kind of would tie on their arm for close in combat. And then they had something that was more like a door-shaped shield. And my understanding is it was about four or five feet high. And I've read some uh, historians and commentators who have said that's because the average man was shorter in that time. And uh, I kind of joked in something I wrote about this that it, was only, it only had to cover short Italian guys. So it was okay because, anyway. Not, I don't think all Roman soldiers were Italian, but, but it, it worked for the joke. So anyway. So Roman soldiers, uh, not only did they have this kind of door shield. So if you've seen police shows, you've seen sometimes the police will have a gunman and they'll have that door type shield and they'll go in and they'll be hiding behind that shield and they can actually get close to somebody because, you know, that thing is going to block the bullets. Well, the Romans had something very similar, but in their case, it wasn't bullets that was coming at them. It was what? Arrows. And so armies would line up across from each other and uh, an invading army would do something like this. They would take cloth and pitch. They would put it on the end of their arrows. They would light the arrow on fire. You've seen it in some of the Robin Hood movies and that kind of stuff. And they would shoot their arrows through the sky. When the arrow hit the enemy camp, not only could it kill somebody or wound them severely, but the pitch and the cloth would hit 
and it would spatter the fire and sometimes set everything on fire that was around it. So in order to, to be defensive in what would occur in battle, they would oftentimes soak their shield, the Roman soldiers would soak their shield in water. They would drench it down. Sometimes I've heard oil, but, but I think water makes more sense. And, and what would happen is when the enemy army lit the uh, arrow and they started firing, when your shield was in front of you, what would happen is the fiery f- air, uh, arrow would hit your your soaked, water-soaked shield and the fire would dissipate. The arrow would go out in your shield. Now think of what a water-soaked shield might represent. How about a, a life soaked with the Word of God? Now if you're finding things sticking in you and you, know, you keep saying this belongs to you, <laughs> you know, lots of things under your skin, if you know what I'm saying, you may not be raising up your shield of faith as often as you need to. And think of it this way now. Remember, with every piece, God is the object of my faith. God doesn't need faith, but he's the object of my faith. And the piece, the provision tells me what the enemy tries to do to me. He tries to attack my faith. I mean, how many of you could say quite frequently, this is right where the battle is? And it's an insight from the pieces of armor that your enemy, since you can see his face reflected in the provisions that God has given you, will attack your faith. Go back to the garden. What did he do to Adam and Eve? Or to Eve specifically? Did God really say? Right? And how much has he worked in the area of trying to seduce people away from the faith? either by false religion, evolutionary teaching, humanism, you name it. He is constantly attacking the faith once for all delivered to the saints. And specifically, he will attack your faith, disappointments, discouragements, um, you know, lots of things that can come at you. And when you are feeling like your faith-o-meter is down, you might look another time and see what the source of that may be. Like sometimes you could be going through your life and you're just feeling down about things and maybe you're hit with uh, some extreme doubts. You might want to just ask, hey, this may be spiritual warfare right now. You know, and go back to the Lord and understand that you have something to deal with these attacks and it's called a shield. Now, not only did the Roman soldiers have shields, but they had interlocking shields. Very cool. And if you, see, if you Google pictures of um, Roman soldiers and their shields, you'll see that they would march together. And I, I understand that sometimes they would have a line as long as a mile long of interlocking shields. And they would also have a group in front that held the shield like this. And other soldiers would hold the shield over their head. And they would create a covered, almost like a, a they would be a, a walking covered shield. The ones in front like this and the ones in the back like this. And really, the only thing that was kind of exposed is maybe their, the bottom of their legs or their feet. And they would move along up to an enemy wall with a total covering because they were doing it together. Here's the point. It is good to have your shield of faith up. But remember I told you that the armor is not just about us as individuals. It's also about us, what? Corporately. Now, I have found 
and I think the Bible in many places backs this up, that my faith increases in the corporate community. Or remember how Jesus sent out the disciples? He sent them out in pairs of two. Why? Because when you're with somebody else, it's easier to be strong. And sometimes your faith is low and that other person, is their, their faith is stronger. Think about a marriage. Oftentimes in a marriage, one spouse's faith might be a little bit beat up and the other's is high and vice versa. And that's when we can grab somebody's hand and say, okay, I know things are tough. I know it looks dark and troublesome. Let's pray, right? And then that one person's faith encourages the other. The, the shields lock together, if you will, and the enemy's arrows do not penetrate. See, the shield that you've been given is given to you to extinguish, with this you will be able to extinguish all, not some, of the flaming arrows or flaming missiles of who? The evil one. The evil one. Now who's the evil one? Well, we've already looked at him in a previous study, and the evil one is Satan. And what is he trying to penetrate you with? Well, you could imagine doubts, um, discouragements, trying to get you to retreat, right? If you, if you have a shield and you're moving forward, if an arrow gets through, he wants you off the battlefield. So you can be assured that as you're taking ground for Christ, probably more arrows are going to come. The guys that are hiding behind the trees are not getting as many arrows as the guys walking to the battle lines or the gals, as it were. Now, I want to say something to you about faith too. Faith will always have obstacles, Always. If you, if you read the Old Testament, you look at the children of Israel. They had to cross first the Red Sea. That's quite an obstacle. An ocean. What are we going to do? Here comes Pharaoh's army. We have an ocean in front of us. And what happened? Moses said, stand still and see the salvation of God and God parted the waters. When they were at the Jordan, right? And uh, God said, get yourselves ready. I'm going to work wonders among you. Well, God says, I'll part the Jordan, but it's not until the priest with the ark. Are you sure I'm supposed to be in front today? Remember, the Jordan was at flood stage, and it's very safe to say from the topography of the land that the step into the Jordan was a step over your head. In other words, if God doesn't part the river... I'm going down with the ark. But the ark represents God's presence. So God's not going down. But they had to take a full step. We kind of like to do this. What is the water? 80, 82 degrees. If it's 82, I might go into the water. Right? God says, you step, I'll part. And we always have this tension with faith, don't we? What's faith? What's just being silly? <laughs> is this, you know, is this presumption or faith, right? So um, I was talking to a gentleman, and he's in the ministry, and he has a, he has quite a a thing to do in the next thirty days, and he's waiting on the Lord to supply a need that is pretty big. And so I said to him, in my great faith, this was today, I said, "Well, what if?" You don't get everything that you need. And he said, well, I never even thought about that. It wasn't until you brought it up, Pastor Michael, that I even... 
And then I said, what a giant of the faith I am, right? Here I am. What if you don't get the... He's like, I never thought about that until you said it. And I was like, oh, Lord, increase my faith. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Hey, Pastor Michael and the team really appreciate you listening to Walk in Truth. It's our goal to bring you the truth of God's Word and help you apply it to your life. To equip you when people in your community have questions, not to throw the truth in their faces, but to have an answer for the hope you have inside you. Would you please help us with something? Would you please reach out to us today to tell us how Walk in Truth has been a blessing to you? We have a church board, and they would love to hear from our listeners. They want to know how this ministry is reaching you. We would love to know how Pastor Michael's messages have helped you day to day, or even just this one time if you're a first-time listener. Please take a couple moments to either call us and leave us a message or email us. The number is 844-48-TRUTH or you can email us at contact at walkintruth.com. That's 844-48-TRUTH, 844-48-TRUTH or contact at walkintruth.com. And thank you so much and God bless. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. That's quite an obstacle. An ocean. What are we going to do? Here comes Pharaoh's army. We have an ocean in front of us. And what happened? Moses said, stand still and see the salvation of God and God parted the waters. When they were at the Jordan, right? And uh, God said, get yourselves ready. I'm going to work wonders among you. Well, God says, I'll part the Jordan, but it's not until the priest with the ark. Are you sure I'm supposed to be in front today? Remember, the Jordan was at flood stage. And it's very safe to say from the topography of the land that the step into the Jordan was a step over your head. In other words, if God doesn't part the river, I'm going down with the ark. But the ark represents God's presence. So God's not going down. But they had to take a full step. We kind of like to do this. What is the water? 82 degrees. If it's 82, I might go into the water. Right? God says, you step, I'll part. And we always have this tension with faith, don't we? What's faith? What's just being silly? <laughs> is, this, you know, is this presumption or faith, right? So um, I was talking to a gentleman, and he's in the ministry, and he has, a, he has quite a, a thing to do in the next 30 days, and He's waiting on the Lord to supply a need that is pretty big. And so I said to him in my great faith, this was today, I said, well, what if you don't get everything that you need? And he said, well, I never even thought about that. It wasn't until you brought it up, Pastor Michael, that I even... (laughs) And then I said, what a giant of the faith I am, right? Here I am. What if you don't get the... He's like, I never thought about that until you said it. 
And I was like, oh, Lord, increase my faith. I mean, we're always in the what-if scenarios, and I know that we need to measure things and take, is it even right to say reasonable steps of faith? I don't know. Does that? I don't know. One thing I know, we're learning what it means to walk by faith. And uh, it's one of those areas of our lives that's not always easy to figure out, but I'll tell you this. God is in the faith-perfecting business. Amen? And so you have an evil enemy who would like you to be overwhelmed by giants and uh, colossal statues that kings say, you bow down or you die. Your faith is going to always have arrows coming at it. And I think what's really going to matter is two essential things. One, will you raise up the shield when you need it? And it's going to be all the time, really. And number two, will your shield be soaked in enough water so that when the arrows come, they don't hit you? Guess what? Since the armor is God, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts, it's clear from Romans 13 that God is our armor, that when the arrows come, he's our protection. That's the picture. He is our armor. He is our shield. He is my peace. And when I put on the Lord Jesus Christ every single day and I say, Lord, I can't navigate life on my own without you. Please lead these feet where you want them to go. Please protect me. Please clothe me with your power and your might. I can know for sure that the fiery arrows of the wicked one which do come are going to hit my shield and not hit me. And sometimes, you know, one writer said that our lives oftentimes probably feel like uh, we're a, uh, <laughs> a flaming porcupine is the picture that he gave. You know how the porcupine has all the things, right? I mean, sometimes, some days we feel like we have hundreds of arrows sticking in our shield, but at least they're in our shield and not in us. Praise God. <laughs> so with those thoughts in mind, I want to leave you with a few um, shield and faith kind of verses. And... Uh, we will end with that. So, number one, I want to tell you that faith is tested when the flaming arrows are flying. Faith is often tested in the cauldron of adversity. And so, um, the enemy will fire the arrows at you, but remember that none of them are going to penetrate because you have a shield of faith. Paul said to Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. It is going to be a fight, Take hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Paul came to the end of his life and he said in 2 Timothy 4.7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In Proverbs 30 verses 5 and 6 it says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Romans 10.17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And so he is our shield, and we need to remember that in everything that we do. Uh, Would you bow your hearts with me in prayer? Father, we thank you so much for the truth of your word the beauty of who you are, the fact that you cover us, 
the fact that you are a loving father who has given provision. And you might say to us like a father would say to a son, put your shoes on. Take that shield up. Don't retreat. Don't give up. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Lord, you are our peace and you are our shield. The righteous run into you and they are safe. So we lift up our heads and we ask, where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Thank you that you are a God who supplies the beautiful covering of your own presence in our lives. Peace and faith and all the different pieces of the armor to show us how to navigate a life that can be difficult at times and treacherous, but, but we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Thank you that you have us covered from head to toe. And uh, since we are clothed with Christ, we can experience that victory that Jesus gives us every single day. Thank you that the battle belongs to you, not to us. And since the battle belongs to the Lord, we can walk in confidence. We can walk in freedom. We don't have to be fretting about an enemy that's already defeated. He has been defanged. um, And we are just grateful that when he does come at us, we can resist him firm in our faith, knowing that our brethren are experiencing the same types of sufferings all around the world. So help us to remember to put on those shoes and interlock our shields with other believers and to rest in the perfect uh, complete work of Christ and to keep moving forward in faith not to retreat or step back but to be confident that we can continue to move forward not look behind us but look ahead and press on towards the goal of the upward call in Christ Jesus Father we love you and we praise you for who you are how much you love us And we just want to say that we love you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to The Shoes of Peace, part three on Walk in Truth. That's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 6, verse 15. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, Walk in Truth is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we'd love to connect with you. It's a great way to meet our listeners, and not everyone can visit the church here in Corona, California, although we recommend that you do. But either way, please connect with Walk in Truth on social media. And thanks. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, I've been reminding you that the bottom line of each piece of armor is to put on what God has provided. And if you put on the shoes of peace, here's a practical thing I put in the book I've I've written on the topic. You know, every day I put on clothing and I put on a pair of shoes. They could be dress shoes. They could be running shoes. They're usually, you know, uh, fitting for the occasion. And today I put on some dress shoes. I'm in the office today and I had to put them on. Here's a thought. Each time you put on your shoes, you may just pray something like this. Let's say you're tying the shoelaces and you say, Lord, as I put on these physical shoes, would you put on the gospel of peace on my feet and help these feet to go where you want them to go. As you put on your belt, you might be thinking about, Lord, I want to be equipped in the truth. You might be praying, uh, maybe thinking of a specific Bible verse. 
Uh, this is how the, even the practical dressing in the morning could remind you of how to suit up. And speaking of suit up, I have written a book on this topic. It's on the armor of God, suit up, putting on the full armor of God. I wrote it to help people like you and me. For first-time givers to walk in truth, uh, we would love to give you a copy of this book, $20 or more. It's a double blessing because you help us continue this ministry and we get the book into your hands. Even if you don't have the 20 bucks, don't worry about it. But give to this ministry. I'm asked the question, why should I give to Walk in Truth? Well, give to it because you believe in what we're doing. You believe that the Word of God is being faithfully taught and exposited and and applied. That's why you should give, because we are doing something we believe that is impacting people. And we've been mentioning that we've added three new radio stations. You know, my heart is, Lord, take this wherever you want it to go. Whatever states uh, in America, whatever places in the country you want it to go. And you, when you give, help that. And we would love to get monthly partners and all of the above. And you can find out more when you go to walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. You can also give by calling 844-48-TRUTH. And you can request a copy of the book, 844-48-TRUTH. Well, we're going to be talking about the shield of faith tomorrow right here on Walk in Truth and the helmet of salvation. So make sure you tune in more on how to be equipped and how to fight the good fight. See you right here. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Ephesians 6, 16 through 17, called The Shield of Faith and the Helmet of Salvation. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.